0: Remember, this trip is about creating fun memories. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Your kids likely won't remember the small details. I'm Scott.
1: And I'm Melissa.
0: And we are the Sunshine Travelers. Our passion is travel and sharing our experiences with those who enjoy it as much as we do, or those who want to learn more about travel, or even those that just want to live vicariously through our travel stories. No matter where you fall along that journey, get ready to hear about our first-hand experiences as we visit some of the most amazing places on Earth. This is part one of a three-part series on traveling to one of our favorite places, Walt Disney World. If you've ever been to Disney before, you probably already know how intimidating it can be, but follow along and we'll help you plan like a pro. This first part is if you are traveling to Disney with small children, tips to help devise a strategy for visiting the parks, tips for dining both in and out of the park, and choosing the best time to visit. So pack your bag and come with us to one of the most magical places on Earth. Disney's, you know, one of our favorite places to visit, and we've done it with small children quite a bit, going with our grandkids and our kids when they were younger, uh, traveling just as adults, you know, the two of us, or going with uh, someone else um, that was of adult age, And then also bring along the whole family, including senior adults. We've taken uh, my parents along with us on some trips before as well. So today we're just going to focus on traveling with the small children. Let's get started with talking about a strategy for visiting the parks. One of the things that we've always said to people that that are trying to plan a trip is, if you stay more days, it allows you to visit on a more enjoyable schedule.
1: Yes, it does. And I think people have that tendency to want to like do everything. And so once you get past about four days on a Disney ticket, it's actually start to become cheaper and cheaper per day to visit. And so if you have small kids and you need to have early bedtimes and you need to have naps and things like that, having more days to just kind of relax and take the parks at a leisurely pace can be really helpful.
0: You know, it also gives you a chance to not just wear yourself out to where you can't enjoy the park. People have, might have accused you before of being quite the Disney taskmaster.
1: Yes, I am, and um, I just I enjoy being in the parks, and I think if you have the capacity to do that, but it's just not it's not enjoyable um, with small children. For example, if you do want to have a late night one night with kids to let them see fireworks or something like that, you don't want to get up the next morning early. So you really need to just pace yourself and really not try to do everything in a short amount of time. It is a vacation after all, right?
0: Right. So I think one of the things that we would say is if you're visiting Disney in one of the warmer months, remember it's Florida, right? So it's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. And that takes a lot out of you as well. Just the temperatures.
1: Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, especially if you're not if you're not used to that kind of heat and humidity and it, it really does. It's exhausting.
0: Yeah, we see people all the time, you know, living in Florida full time. We're a little bit used to the heat and humidity. It does affect us, but definitely in the park, we see people and they look like they're just about to melt.
1: Absolutely. And in, in the hotter months, you also have to take into account that you might encounter some thunderstorms and things like that. And while you there are still lots of things to do in the parks, you know, there's some things that you can't do. So it is a good opportunity to just give yourself a lot more flexibility on the number of days that you have available.
0: So I think our suggestion then is go early to the parks, especially if you have small children, right? Because, you know, smaller children are affected by the heat and humidity, Probably at a a greater ratio than the the adults are.
1: That's right, and I think for most people, their kids tend to get up earlier. Um, I mean, that may not necessarily be true for you, but I would definitely say go into the park as early as you can. Um, probably any you know any time because as the day goes by, um, or as the morning goes by, I would say more more people start to into the parks and so by midday they are very very full so the earlier that you can get there um, the the more that you can probably do without the big crowds I, i've had a few people ask me so should i try to rope drop and i would say only go or do early entry so if you're staying at a disney resort hotel the parks do open up 30 minutes early for you so only try to do that early entry or the rope drop if it's not going to be just completely stressful for your family. So if you can do it as a, at a moderate or a leisurely pace where you're just not like screaming at each other to get there, then yes, go ahead and and try to do that.
0: And so for all the people that aren't huge Disney fans in there all the time, what's a rope drop?
1: So rope drop is they actually still physically drop the rope into, they hold a rope and you can't go past that rope into certain Rides or into certain lands at a certain time. So now I do want to add that the park actually, um, well, Magic Kingdom anyway, will actually open up like to where you can actually go on to Main Street and things like that a little bit before park opening. And even if you're going for early entry, a little bit before early entry, like you can actually walk into the park. But um, they won't actually physically let you go to those rides. So they'll hold you at a certain place behind a rope and a big group of people and then actually go to that. So that's why it's called Rope Drop.
0: I think our uh, suggestion to you is the earlier you can get to the park, the more time you'll have when the temperatures aren't quite so hot and um, maybe the humidity levels aren't quite so high. And so, you know, get there, enjoy the park. What's the best way to choose what you're going to do or to plan your day out?
1: So I would say if you're going with small kids, and you plan to leave around lunchtime, or go to get lunch, or or go to back to the pool, or something like that, I would probably plan to do about three things. Just prioritize what your family and what your kids might enjoy. So that is going to involve some research. And one thing I wanted to say about a Disney trip is I think that we've seen a lot of people who just think, oh, it's a Disney trip and you just show up at a theme park and then you figure out what you're going to do. And I think just like any destination that you're going to travel around the world, I think it helps to do a little bit more advanced planning. So maybe know like Here are the rides that are available and which ones are my children tall enough for, or what shows are available and what time are parades and things like that. And all those resources are going to be available on the Disney website. They have an app that you need to download um, because literally everything, your resort information, your dining, your tickets, everything will be on that app. Um, And so I think you need to have a little bit of advanced planning, but I would say realistically, plan for about three things in the morning. And if you get through those faster and you're not ready to leave, then pick something else. But I would say just kind of have a list of, okay, we want to see this show or we want to try to ride these two rides, but don't say, okay, we're going to do these 10 things before lunch um, because I think you're just going to set yourself up for frustration and disappointment.
0: And getting to the park early doesn't necessarily mean that you're the first people there either.
1: No, because I think that people, some people get there really, really early.
0: So be prepared that even first thing in the morning, some of the most popular rides and attractions are already going to have long waits for them.
1: So you really need to be prepared ahead of time so that if you're going to go early, and especially if you have that for early entry, like what lands in our or what rides are going to open up early because the whole park doesn't open up early. Um, and so I think it helps to go on the app and kind of do some research if you're going to do that and figure that out. And we don't want to, you know, give too many details here and spell that out because things change. Um, but some of the most more popular rides are going to get super busy. So for example, people head to Fantasyland and do seven more dwarfs mine train and Peter Pan. Whereas if you want to do some things in Tomorrowland, not as many people head there. So if, if if there's some things on your kids list that you want to do there, that might be a better place to start out.
0: And I think you might have mentioned earlier when you were talking about downloading. If not, we should talk about Genie Plus because really that is one way that, and, and I know it costs more to do this, but you're already paying a significant amount to go to Disney and so that additional cost of Genie Plus really just makes things so much better for you and and makes your trip more enjoyable because you're going to be able to do the rides that you and your kids want to do or do the attractions that you and your kids want to do rather than just constantly saying, well, that's a two hour wait. I'm not going to wait two hours for that ride.
1: And that's absolutely true because a lot of times with kids, you're not going to want to wait in those long lines. So yes, let's talk about Genie Plus. So Genie Plus is the new... Paid fast pass system um, that they came out with after the pandemic. They had had it in Disneyland, California, and so they came out with that. And um, so, as as Scott said, yes, it does cost more, but you are basically investing in a vacation here. And so, we would recommend that you invest a little bit more and get this paid fast pass system. Um, and so, again, as Time goes on. They may make some changes to that. Um, But definitely go in the app. It is a per-person, per-day system. Um, You can make your first selection at 7 a.m. And then um, one selection at a time once you use those. Or two hours after the park opens, um, you can make your next selection. So just because you select something and it ends up being sometime in the afternoon or evening for your first one, Um, it doesn't mean that you don't get to select another one until after um, you use that one. So I think also understanding how that works and we could actually do a whole podcast Series or episode just on Genie Plus, um, so doing some research, um, and we'll put some links because I I have found some great resources that explain that that you can kind of read over um, as well. So we can put some links in that if you're interested. But I think that that's a definite um, a definite way to maximize your time, and um, you know, pick something for in the morning, pick some shows, pick a parade, something like that, um, and then as you're having lunch in the afternoon or enjoying the pool, you can continue to make those selections. And so I also wanted to give a, a plug for another service that's out there that really helps you with Genie Plus. Um, and that is a, it's a third party service called Standby Skipper. And yes, it does cost. So then even more, but the good thing about it is if you're there for seven days, um, or up to seven days, it covers that whole, your whole family, um, and that service. And so basically what it does is once you purchase that Genie Plus for that day, um, and have that service, you can go in and tell it, okay, which ones to, to basically get. So it kind of automates that for you. Um, and I've used it several times and it is fantastic. Um, and they actually have a Facebook group as well. So it is another app, but they have a Facebook group that goes into that. So I think utilizing that service will, and their Facebook group will help you understand Genie Plus and understand how to kind of work with those two services together.
0: Yeah. Cause you know, it can be quite a time consuming thing to try to manage all of these fast passes, right. And trying to figure out what's next and stuff like that. And standby skipper, you get to choose the things you want to do. And then it, um, kind of slots those in for you.
1: It does. And because it's an automated system, um, it's able to, even if something shows, okay, it's out for that day or they're not, They it's a later time because it's an automated system as people can't maybe cancel theirs or, the, you know, the Disney refills the system with some extra slots or something like that, um, it will, it will grab those up and give you a notification. So, um, highly recommend that. And it's super nice to, you know, go in that, that genie plus, um, they call them lightning lanes, but it's super nice to, you know, go right into that lightning lane, isn't it? Bypass
0: that lane and and you see everybody standing there and they're just looking at you as you go by.
1: And I would say that you are not going to say, oh, I wish we, if you understand how to use Genie Plus, so take the time to do that, you're never going to say, oh, I wish we hadn't have done this. um, Because it just, I mean, you can really, we've been able to accomplish as many things as we wanted to in any park in any given day using the system. So.
0: Yeah, and, you know, one of the things also that people don't think about is in between rides and major attractions, whether you're, you know, waiting to do a character meet and greet or you're on a ride. Uh, there's tons of other activities that you can do inside the parks as well. Um, some, you know, have just walk-up lines where you can meet some of the characters. There's some great shows, and I think a lot of people really don't know about these different shows that are in the parks.
1: I think you're right, because a lot of times if people are looking on the app and they're saying, oh, the wait time for this is this and this and this, but a lot of, especially let's talk about Magic Kingdom, because I think a lot of times with little kids, like you spend a lot of time at Magic Kingdom, and kids are going to enjoy things like the Tiki Room and the Country Bears, and if they're big enough and can climb a little bit, they can do this with Family Robinson, or you can do the the little raft boats, and um, do like the little trails over on Tom Sawyer Island. And I think because a lot of those things don't show up as like wait times in the app, people miss a lot of those things. Um, and so also look for things that to fill in some of the gaps, like as you're waiting on your genie plus or your lightning lanes is to do some things that aren't on there, like Astro Orbiter or people mover, or of course one of our favorites, the carousel Carousel of of Progress.
0: progress. Yeah. So, you know, as you're in the parks, Look around for some of these shows. Melissa mentioned several of them that are inside of the Magic Kingdom, but there's there's others that are in Epcot. So, like even some some hidden ones, like over in Canada, you can go and see a show uh, that's in Circle Vision. Uh, in China, I think you can go to a similar type show.
1: There's the um, Sing Along Beauty and the Beast Sing Along, which has a fun storyline.
0: Yeah, so. You know, in each park, they have different different attractions like these shows that you can fill the spaces in. So
1: that's I, a good point. Don't miss in Epcot too. don't miss like the Pixar Short Film Festival, because that has some nice treats in it. And then the vacation fun little show at, um, at Hollywood Studios. So, yes, just, just be on the lookout in the app for a lot of the shows as stuff as well, because a lot of, you know, you get in the air condition and then kids really do enjoy those
0: In some of the longer shows, it's a good chance to maybe catch a little nap. (laughs) So, you know, we talked about visiting the shows, but also see the parades.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the parades are definitely not to or the parade that Magic Kingdom definitely not to be missed. Um, and so I think, um, well, check the app. So because we want to say times and then it changes. But check the app for that. Um, but there is one that you could do and then, you know, be ready to leave for lunch as well. Or if you come in later, you could catch the last one. So but definitely the parades and then shows in front of the in front of the castle is our granddaughter's favorite.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, now our kids are getting tired uh maybe a little bit hungry now's a good time to start thinking about heading back to the resort and taking a little break
1: yeah so i think w- with little kids it's absolutely a lot of times they just beg to go to the pool you know they want to go to the pool they do enjoy you know the parks and i know that you've you know if you've paid a lot of money and so that's why we would suggest that you sh- spread it out but going back and letting them swim get some lunch by the pool. Um, in again, in the app, use quick service pre-order. Yeah. Mobile order pre-order, um, option and, you know, get situated at the pool and then order that and send somebody in your party to go pick that up and, you know, let the kids eat by the pool. And if somebody needs a nap, you know, kids and parents, you know, go back up to the room and let them get a, a nap and, um, you know, rest up.
0: So why wouldn't you do the pools first thing in the morning?
1: So a lot of the Disney pools actually don't open till 10 o'clock. A few of the resorts have quiet pools, but the ones with the water slides that offer the lifeguards with the life jackets don't actually open until 10 a.m. And so I think they really do want you, well, I mean, it could definitely be for the, the quiet factor as well, um, but I definitely think they want you to, you know, get into those parks so that you can spend that money. Um, but that's, that's why. So just be aware of that as you're planning your time is that um, a lot of them, you're not going to be able to hit the pool at 7 a.m.
0: Also, not late at night either um, because a lot of those pools close. So during the middle of the day, great time while it's hot outside. Jump in, refresh, cool yourself off, maybe go take a quick nap. And then um, around 4, 30 or 5, potentially head back over to the park and do the other things you want to do.
1: Yeah, so that's where you can have some of your lightning lanes um, lined up that you've um, either scheduled out yourself or use standby skipper to do that. And, um, you could, you know, quickly do, you know, three or four more things. Um, and then we would say if you, if you plan to stay for the fireworks, um, you're probably going to want to do something like grab a quick service again, use that mobile order and, um, don't wait too late, you know, to kind of stake out your spot for the fireworks, but, um, and then get ready for the show. If you plan on staying for that in the park.
0: And hopefully, you know, you've given your kids a little bit of a rest and a little bit of break. And so when it gets, you know, later in the evening and you're ready for fireworks, they're just not dead dog tired and, you know, making things miserable.
1: Absolutely.
0: And then I would just say finally is make sure you get a good night's rest because if you're getting up early in the morning um, and starting your days early, you're going to want that rest. Your body needs it to recuperate. And, you know, we're talking about building fun memories for the family. And when you're just tired and exhausted, it's hard to build those fun memories.
1: So let's talk a little bit about the special dining options because Disney definitely has a lot of those um, character meals, both in resorts and in the parks, um, and just some really fun places to eat. And so you definitely want to think about those when you're scheduling your park reservation. So as of right now, park reservations are still required. And so if you make a dining reservation for a restaurant that's in the park, you've got to have a corresponding park reservation and a park ticket for that park that day. and be able to get that reservation as well. So just you want to kind of take that into account. And the other thing is don't over plan sit down dining reservations, they typically take an hour and a half to two hours um, to eat and get your meal and all that stuff. And so you don't I mean, you probably will not want to do more than one a day um, for sure. And so just keep that in mind when you because there's nothing worse than, OK, we've got to rush to get to, you know, something else um, as well. So and I will say I will add. So if you have that Genie Plus, um, they typically are a little bit lenient on you know, if your dining went over and that kind of thing as well, but, um, just, you know, keep that in mind if you need to see a cast member, but they're, they're typically okay. If you had a dining reservation.
0: Yeah. And, and so you might want to schedule your, which days you go to which park based on availability of those special options. And we'll talk a little bit about dining here in just a minute, but, um, another tip that we would suggest is stay at hotels that are either on the monorail, have a boat service or are on the Skyliner, as these are the best options, especially if you have strollers. When you get up to those buses, you know, the first thing they make you do is fold up all your strollers. Well, if you're anything like us, your stroller becomes the catch-all. And so now you got to unpack the stroller and all these things to be able to get on the bus. The other options, you just roll straight the stroller straight on, and it makes your um, stay more, you know, enjoyable. Not all Resorts uh, have that. I think that's probably more in the moderate to deluxe resorts um, that have those options. But you know, buses are great, great option. They get you over to the park. Um, you might want to think about though, is that um, if you were staying on on property uh, and all you have is a bus option, taking your car and parking at the park might be an A a good option for you as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so if you are staying on property, they aren't going to charge you the the parking fee. You just have to, you know, show your ticket or, and they'll scan that or show your app or scan your magic band and they know that you're staying on property. So that is a perk that you have of staying on property is that if you want to, um, you want to drive your car as well. So one
0: of my pet peeves though, Magic Kingdom, you have to park at a ticket center that's away from the theme park. And then take some form of transportation to get over there, and so that's the only thing I would say is if you're going to Magic Kingdom and that's your preference because you have small kids, uh, you might want to choose one of the um, one of the hotels where you can walk there. So for the Magic Kingdom, you know, we're talking about um, the Grand Floridian or the Contemporary Resort.
1: Right, or be able to take the or be able to take the monorail um, from the Grand Floridian or the Contemporary or the Polynesian. But yeah, the contemporary, the fastest way to get there is definitely just to walk.
0: And we mentioned strollers, but we also would recommend that if you have little ones and they're I don't know six seven years old, maybe they don't normally use a stroller, but on this trip, just think about they've got little legs and those little legs get tired, and so if they're willing and you're okay with it, you might want to think about older small children getting them a stroller and letting them ride in it.
1: Absolutely. I think that is a lifesaver too as they get tired because um, probably even kids who don't normally take naps – could possibly be nappers if you have that stroller could lay down and take a nap and so either and depending on if you're driving or you're flying um and if you just want to get like a fold-up umbrella stroller or there's companies who actually rent strollers to pick up at the orlando airport um kingdom strollers and we can put some links in the show notes um, and they also have companies that deliver actually to the hotels there are stroller rentals in the parks i think for what they are it tends to be a little bit more expensive um So but just know that is an option if you are in a pinch that you could rent a stroller in the park, single and double.
0: Yeah. And so finally, you know, as we're talking about planning your trip, uh, which days are best to visit which park?
1: So surprisingly enough, in recent months, the weekends have actually not been as busy in the parks most people would think oh i'm not going to go on a saturday or sunday to magic kingdom because it's busier and that just hasn't been the case um and it could possibly be because there is a florida pass that's only good monday through friday and so locals um tend to go during the week when their pass is good or people flying in we've actually found sometimes that to be true when you say scott there's been like oh this saturday morning like it doesn't seem crowded at all at magic kingdom um and i think because people have like their travel days and stuff like that so believe it or not um it's not necessarily that the weekends are going to be busier in the parks so undercover tourist um is a website that you can go to and they have actually have a park planner for days of the week um also months of the year which we're going to talk about but then also days of the week so that is a great resource just to kind of look i mean go when you can go and do which park you can do when it's You know, when you can do each park, it's not like you may necessarily see a huge difference, um, but that can just be helpful in your planning. All right.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about dining because that's an important part. You're going to be there for many days and you've got to eat while you're there. Starting out your day and thinking about, you know, dining. What are some recommendations
1: so we haven't found that there's a huge selection of breakfast options in the park or they're not like right when you walk in um and so it may be that if your family needs a full good breakfast to get them going um every resort hotel is going to have um a quick serve option and obviously a like a reservation option but that's going to take up a huge chunk of time but a quick serve option that you can mobile order and either grab it and bring it back to the room or go do that and and most of them are just your standard um you know eggs and some kind of protein and the mickey waffles and some other things um as well um but there are a few things in the parks that you can get so we would recommend also that if you have some things that kids like to eat that don't if if you don't have a kitchen or like a kitchenette in the room that you're staying just some things that they could snack on first thing in the morning that don't require preparation or refrigeration that might be a good option to tide them over as well So, and yes, there are Starbucks in each park, but first thing in the morning, the lines do tend to be long. So don't think, like, I wouldn't recommend that you think like, okay, we're going to go to Magic Kingdom. And then the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to, get in starbucks line because i mean you may stand there for 30 minutes unless you want to send the rest of your party on to a show or something like that but just know that that's gonna that's gonna take up some time um they don't do mobile order so that's going to be a process and then there are some joffrey's stands you know coming in and and things like that and or you could grab some at your hotel but just be prepared for that
0: like you said you know if there's things like granola bars or fruit that you can pack into your bag those are all things that you can bring into the park. And so, you know, throw those in, let your kids eat. And then as you head to lunchtime, that's where you want to start thinking about the the mobile order that we discussed earlier.
1: Yeah. And one thing, other thing I wanted to say about the mobile order is you can actually look at those menus ahead of time and go ahead and make your selections because you don't until you get close to that. Like you can even tell them like, here's what I want. And here's around what time I want it. But until you get close to that location and hit that button to say, I'm here, um, they don't start preparing that. So that's something that you can also plan ahead to do.
0: If you aren't staying at a resort on property, we would suggest you book a dining reservation, um, at a sit down restaurant for lunch. You know, this gives you an opportunity to sit down, to relax for a few minutes, be in the air conditioning, and really just kind of take a break because you don't have a lot of options to do that out in the park.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think if you aren't staying on property, it is a little bit harder to go back to your resort hotel just because transportation and getting in the car and the time that it takes to do that. But yeah, that's an awesome opportunity just to have a break. Like you may have one that's fallen asleep in the stroller, and they can kind of sleep while you, you know, have lunch or something like that. But that can just be a a way to get out of the heat um, in the air and just, or even if it's not hot, you know, sit down for a few minutes.
0: You can also use this time to you know, work on your Genie Plus passes and scheduling out the second half of your day. You know, Melissa talked about Standby Skipper, which helps you to, you know, plan all of that. But if you're not using Standby Skipper, you know, you can, while you're sitting there, talk about the things that are important for you to do that afternoon and start to to schedule those next and plan out what those next lightning lane passes are.
1: So if you're going to do a sit-down meal in the middle of the day, character meals are a great way to allow your kids to see their favorite characters up close and personal. And there are many of these in both the parks and then also close by resorts, but in the parks, at least one, if not two. Um, so that can be a great way to you know, do characters and have lunch at the same time and can be a lot of fun.
0: Our recommendation is is if you're staying on property and you can go back to your resort. Do that to give your kids a break, let them play in the pool, things like that. If you're not book that that sit-down lunch so that you can have a break, but then as you start to you know come back out, you spend your rest of the afternoon in the in the park. You're going to be looking for dining options in a short while. If you want to maximize your Genie Plus in the afternoons and be able to do a lot of different things. You're probably going to want to do a quick serve meal for dinner. So grab something in the park. Once again, go back to that app, do the mobile ordering. You're going to stand in enough lines. You don't need to do it while ordering your food. All the menus are right there. And guess what? If you want to customize an item, like you, you know you don't want cheese on your hamburger, you can tell it right there in the app to leave the cheese off. And so there's there's a lot of benefits to using that mobile ordering. And you know all you got to do is. When you click and say, I'm here, it'll tell you which counter to go to, and then you go there, pick up your food, and you're ready to go. So you don't have to take, you know, tired, hungry kids and stand in line and uh, try to keep their attention for that.
1: And if you're not doing Jenny Blutz and you don't have or you have a day where you didn't want to do a lot of things, um, those might be the days where you book some of those evening um, or dinner time uh, dining reservations either you know at a resort hotel or back in the parks Um, so that can be a great time to do that you can still have time to do a couple of things um, do that and then get ready for fireworks if you're going to stay for those
0: you know and as we said earlier if you book more time uh, or you you extend your stay out uh, then you're not going to be rushed to try to do all the things that you want to do you can spread that wish list across many days. And that includes your dining wish list as well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot, you know, lots of restaurants. And so it definitely gives you an opportunity to try out more of those things. And real quick, I wanted to mention as far as the dining. So if you are staying at a resort hotel, um, your dining reservation window actually opens up for your entire stay, 60 days before the day of your arrival. So I know that's a lot of pre-planning and a lot of time to like think ahead. Oh, we don't even know what we're going to be doing. So I would say like maybe pick out some things, go ahead and make those dining reservations because you can actually cancel most of those uh, right before. There's a couple of exceptions to that, but just two hours before you can actually cancel most of those. But if you haven't planned um, that far in advance, don't worry because there's a lot of things that become available either the day before or the few hours before as that cancellation, you know, as people cancel and stuff like that. So don't fret. You still be able to, you know, find some places to eat. And some of them do have walk up. And again, in the app, it'll show you, um, you know, walk up availability and, and things like that. No guarantees, but um, you know, there might be some things to kind of make your plans a lot more flexible. It's been a long time, to be honest with you, since we've booked something 60 days in advance, and we've eaten at a lot of great places.
0: You just have to be flexible. So if your family can't make the late evenings for fireworks or the nighttime shows, and you need to go back to the resort for dinner, Um, same thing as lunch. You've got a lot of great food options. Uh, you can even get Uber Eats delivered to your room or to the resort, I should say. And then one of the things we wanted to highlight is we hear all the time that most of the resorts out there have a great pizza for about 20 bucks. So a whole pizza, it's probably one of the cheaper meal options inside of Disney. And, you know, you can feed your, your family that way. So, you know, that's always an option for you.
1: And speaking of dining, we do want to mention that the dining plan is finally coming back to Walt Disney World in January of 2024. So currently, when it comes back, it will be an add on cost per person per day for your vacation. Um, But that may be an option that you like. So that would give you the feel of being an all inclusive vacation. It's already paid for. um, And then it gives you a certain allotment of meals per person per day.
0: It's a lot of food. I'll be honest with you. And I think it said dessert in every meal. So if you're a dessert person, uh, that is your plan right there, because there's a dessert with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I think. If you don't do well with sugar, that might not be your best plan. So let's, you know, let's move on and talk about what are the best times to visit. If you've got small children and you want to go to the park, Uh, You want to try to avoid as much of the crowds as possible. It's never, there's never a time now when you can go to Disney that there's not a good crowd there. But there are some times that are better than others.
1: Yeah, so if your kids are not in school and you can go when everybody else's kids are in school, I would prioritize that because school break times can be especially busy. Um, And so those times would be if you want to look at September after Labor Day. Um, It starts to get busy again in October because of fall breaks and getting ready for Halloween. Um, In May before Memorial Day, because spring break is over and people aren't out for summer yet. Um, And then January can be a good time right after the holidays but just look at the calendar and make sure it isn't a run disney event weekend or a holiday weekend like mlk because again those tend to be school holidays and be um, busier so another note is january tends to be the coolest time of the year and you should potentially plan for low temperatures surprisingly so sometimes you might need even more than a sweatshirt we were there in january this year and one day we were in the pool and the next day we had on like caps gloves and it was like 24 degrees so just pack warm clothes if you're going to go in January
0: and if your kids are in school and so you're going to have to choose to go during a break time uh, we would suggest that you opt for fall or winter break over spring break Um, more people think about going to Disney over spring break I think because of the weather and things like that so um, you know just think about that summertime is definitely doable we're not suggesting that you avoid summertime. Just know that it's going to be hot and humid and there's a likelihood of afternoon thunderstorms just about every day. So you just need to be prepared for that.
1: I mean, we're going to go three times this summer, if not more. So it, it, It just is what it is. So just be prepared for that around Christmas. um, is a great time to go because you get to see the parks decorated in their full splendor. Um, The week after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, um, tends to be not quite as bad. Um, I know that this past year, like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day was just super, super busy. So,
0: yeah, I love to go at Christmas. I love going in. I love seeing the park all decorated. You know, they have trees all over the place. Each different land inside has different types of decorations, and it's just amazing how much thought and planning goes into decorating these parks, as well as like the, um, the music that's piped in all over the park. It is really a fun and festive atmosphere.
1: I mean, not to mention the resorts because they're, the decor is themed to the resort. And then at Epcot, they have the Festival of the Holidays with the Candlelight Processional. So it can be a really great time to go. But again, if you have kids who are not in school, try to go earlier in December.
0: The week between Christmas and New Year's can be busy But you will get to see the Christmas decorations. They keep those up till after the first of the year. You will also get to see their special fireworks that they only do for the Christmas party. They then do that inside the park. Um, And then often you get to see the parades that they only do during the Christmas party as well. So it's a great time to go. You don't have to spend that extra amount to go to these uh, after-hour parties. And you get to see the uh, events.
1: Yeah, and so if you're going to have to go at a peak time, just schedule more days. And also remember that it's impossible to do everything on a single visit, whether it's busy or not. And so just look forward to a return visit to Disney World.
0: So let's do some other tips quickly. Um, if you're staying on property, many people decorate their doors and windows. Um, often as you walk around inside the resorts, you'll see uh You know, if there's windows that are facing outward, people will decorate them with streamers and lights, um, static cling stickers or stuffed animals. Sometimes they do the door, Um, you know, they just have a really fun time with it. And your kids would probably have a great time, too. So just remember that's something you need to think ahead of and plan for and take with you.
1: This is a trick that somebody told us uh, when we took our kids to Disney when they were little is that since kids were going to constantly be begging for souvenirs, and there are so many gift shops, like in every every time you turn around, there's a gift shop at Disney, have them wait until the last day. So tell them, you know, they're going to ask for something. Okay, put it on your list or have them take a picture of it or whatever. Um, and then they can pick something on their last day to take home as a souvenir.
0: are a couple of exceptions that we might mention. um, One of which is a balloon. If your kid, if that will just make them the happiest thing in the world, get the balloon on the first day. And I'll tell you why is because you can take the balloon into all the parks. And if something happens to that balloon during your stay, they'll replace it for you. So if it goes flat, you know, or it gets popped, uh, they will replace that for you. So a balloon is a, is a great, Souvenir that they can have during the time that they're there. And so that might be one exception.
1: Scott, did you know that at the Orlando airport, they actually have a station where they deflate the balloon for you and wrap it up and you can take it home with you? I did not. They do.
0: That's one good thing at the Orlando airport. (laughs) I saw recently where people have to walk to the gates now because their trains are broken.
1: Oh wow. So another thing that though that you could you could, if your balloon is still intact and in good, you could you know gift it to another child as you're leaving too. So yeah, that's true. So pin trading is something that our kids and now our granddaughter loves to do. And so that can be a great way for your kid to kind of constantly feel like they're getting something new. Um, And then they can interact with the cast members that are doing the pin trading. So buy a starter set of pins either before you go. I know you can get things on Amazon um, or buy some pin sets when you're there and then just have them trade. And so then it's like they're constantly feel like they're getting some new pins as they go around. And, And that's another activity that kids can do in the parks.
0: And don't feel like you gotta spend a lot of money on the pins because the, the cast members don't really care. Um, they just have a board and your kid picks something off of it and they put their pin back on it. So,
1: yeah. Uh, so look for sets that, um, you know, gives you more pins that aren't super expensive.
0: And then we're gonna say this again buy the Genie Plus. You won't regret it. We've never met anybody that said, I wish I hadn't spent money on Genie Plus. Take that back. I might've heard that once, but it's because they didn't take the time to learn how to use it. But everybody that takes the time to learn how to use the Genie plus system. There's nothing like that feeling of walking straight up to the front of the ride.
1: Absolutely. And so I think we also need to mention the virtual queue here real quick. Um, so currently there are virtual queues at Epcot for guardians of the galaxy and at Magic Kingdom for Tron. So now those may not necessarily be of interest to you if you have littles that can't ride those, but they may be interested, you know, for the parents. Um, And so one thing that you need to know about that is that those open at 7 a.m. if you have park reservations for that park that day and you have to quickly get on there and get that virtual queue. However... With little kids, it's very difficult because then you have to go to that ride at the time when they tell you to go, and then you may or may not have to wait in a line. And so for guardians, it's been up to an hour then, which just doesn't work well with kids. So we would recommend that if you want to do those rides as, you know, as the parent, um, and you can do rider swap and things like that if you need to, is spend the money and and purchase the individual lightning lane. You can do that if you're staying on property at seven. If you're not, when the park opens, go in the app and purchase that because you are able to select your return time, you know, even either for the morning when you're there or for when you plan to go back. And that just streamlines your day because you, you just don't know like if the ride breaks down or you, you have no idea until it you get the call back that you get to ride that. So we would just say with little kids, buy the individual lightning lane for those, um, rides that ha- currently have the virtual queue.
0: So in addition to Genie plus you also buy the photo pass and use it constantly. There are tons of people all over every park and they have cameras and all you got to do is have them swipe your magic band or your ticket. Um, it goes on to this photo pass and you get access to all of those, including, uh, ride photos So some of the rides where they take your, you know, an action photo of you on the ride and maybe that funny face or whatever, all of those are included in the photo pass. And these are things that, you know, memories that you can take back and have with you and your family will look at and they'll show up on Facebook and whatever over time, you know, and just remind you of this great trip that you had.
1: And only one person needs it, and it is good for the entire visit, um, and you can add that to your package. But, uh, yeah, I highly recommend PhotoPass. Even though we have an annual pass, we have that added to my annual pass so that we can use that.
0: And so this next one, I think it's probably more my pet peeve than anything else. But buy Magic Bands. Um, yeah, I get it. I'm telling you to buy all of these things, pay the additional money. But I've already told you, you're paying a lot of money to be there. Do the things that make it easy for yourself. And so magic bands are one of those. If you're staying on property, these magic bands are your room key. They're a way for you to pay, you know, either in stores or restaurants. Um, They are your fast passes. When you get up there, you scan them. Um, Don't be that person that has all the tickets on one phone and they got to stand there and try to figure out how to get them scanned and stuff like that. It takes too much time and you just become annoyance to the other people that are around you. So don't do that. Just go ahead and buy the magic bands. If you, if you don't want to buy a magic band, at least go to guest services and get the, the ticket cards. And um, that way everybody can have their own ticket card that they swipe. Um, But you know, please do not be that person that stands there with a single phone And tries to figure out how to get to all of those passes.
1: And also, if you are have a resort package, um, you can order those magic bands at a discount prior to your trip. So you may not know that, but it will show up um, in that resort package. It'll go say, "Order magic bands," and they're actually at a discount. You can have them shipped to you, or you can pick them up at the hotel, and they'll have your name on the back and stuff like that. So that can be a fun. That can be a fun. You know, a souvenir too, as well.
0: Well, so we, we have magic bands that we bought several years ago, and we still use them.
1: Yeah, so once you, once you use them, they can't be swapped to another person, um, but we do still use those. Um, I will say that the new magic bands, they don't, um, the class tend to come off, um, especially with kids or if you're picking up kids. Um, but we just recently found these great little um, bands on Amazon that were super cheap to help um hold them on. So we'll put a link to those in the show notes cuz we're anxious to try those out, but
0: Yeah, it's it's really great if you got small kids that are going to be up in your arms and wiggling around and stuff like that, you know, they tend to knock your your magic band off and it can get lost. So these these little uh rubber straps, I guess they are, they go over, they hold those bands on tightly. You have less of a chance of losing those.
1: But I think that the magic bands are just kind of part of the magic too, is just having everything on that band or to get your, your key and everything. So it just makes it part of a, part of the vacation, I think.
0: Yep. And then finally we would say wear comfortable walking shoes that can get wet. Um, we absolutely do not recommend, and we say this on all trips, we don't recommend taking new shoes that haven't been broken in yet. You don't know if they're going to rub blisters or hurt your feet or whatever, Wear some good, comfortable shoes that sh- that can get wet or you don't mind getting wet, and you'll be much more comfortable throughout the day. As with any destination episode, we normally go to Melissa and we say, you know, what are the things that you need to pack? We're going to change that up just a little bit for these Disney destinations, and we're going to ask, what should you put in your park bag?
1: Yeah, so it's definitely you want to be prepared when going in the park. So... I would say for small children, bring a change of clothes. You never know if they're going to spill food or spill their water all over them or have an accident or want to play in the couple of things that splash on you. And so bring a change of clothes. And then, of course, if they are in diapers and wipes, you know, all those things that you need. Um... We have recently found these USB rechargeable fans that clamp onto the stroller, um, and those have been a lifesaver. And they last a long time, but you can recharge them at night. So um, rain ponchos are pretty much always a good idea. Um, I mean, there's a few times that we haven't had rain, but it's nice to have those. I mean, they do sell them in the parks. They're not cheap. So bring along some rain ponchos. Umbrellas are cumbersome to get through security. So I would skip those um, and opt for the ponchos. Definitely bring some kind of battery pack or your phone and then cords for recharging. Um, sometimes our list last all day and sometimes just depend on how much we're using them. And if you're trying to use Genie Plus and have your tickets and use the app. Um, so just to have that to be on the safe side. Bring in reusable water bottles and ones that keep your water cold and then try to refill those in the parks. Um, at a lot of the quick serve locations, you can ask for cups of water and refill those. And you two, if it's hot, you just want to stay hydrated and buying bottles and bottles and bottles of water gets expensive. So spend your money on Genie Plus, spend your money on the moneymaker, and bring in your water bottles. Um, So bring a backpack to carry in those things. Um, You know, if you have a stroller where it can go underneath, but um, just make it easy to kind of have hands free. Bring some snacks for those kiddos, things that are easy for them to eat as you're walking around. Um, You might not be quite ready to you know, leave or get your snack or, or get your lunch or whatever. Um, so have some snacks that are easy for them to eat, um, either in arms or in the stroller or walking around, pack some sunscreen. If you're not used to being in that Florida sun, you don't want to get burned that first day. So, and also some lips sunscreen so your lips aren't miserable and pack some band aids just in case. I mean, there are baby care stations and first aid stations in each park. If you need things, there are things available there for purchase. We've had to buy pacifiers that got thrown out of the stroller, etc. So, those things are there baby food. Um, you know, they have formula, they have things like that, but it's just easier to pack those. So, if you do have blisters or fall and have a scraped knee, Um, It's nice to have your own band-aids.
0: As usual, we will put some links in the show notes of tips or gadgets that help make your trip more pleasant. Remember, this trip is about creating fun memories. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Your kids likely won't remember the small details. With every episode, our goal is to help share our experience and hopefully encourage someone to achieve their own travel goals. If you have a favorite Disney hack that you want to share with us and other listeners, drop us a note or leave a comment. We always look forward to hearing from you. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will find some inspiration to help you with your travel journeys. Make sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be notified of new episodes as they are released. Most importantly, share it with your friends to help them catch the travel bug.
1: You never know, they may become your greatest travel companions.